Here we go. Ah, Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. Here we are. We made it. We we made it. This is season five. Five. Oh, no. Really? What? The way you said five was like five. (laughs) Can I say what you said before we started? Well, what is this like a like a Southern Charm reunion exactly, show? Exactly, exactly. Was Andy Cohen gonna pop out? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> what are you? Go ahead. I can tell you want to say it. No, just you were expressing that you you were like a feeling of slight um, dismay that we've been doing this this long. <laughs> is that what it was? I don't know how else to phrase it. Whereas I was just repeating the word five. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. We're, we, this is longer than the high school. I said this is I, that we've been doing this longer than I was in high school. I mean, for most people, that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> high school is like got four, left back. four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're starting our fifth. Yeah. So I guess like we're freshmen in college now. Sure. <laughs> anyway, I am gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say something that's gonna piss a lot of people off. Oh, bring it. I am freezing. Why is it gonna piss a lot of people off? Because we live in sunny California. Yes, yeah. and I know there's like a crazy winter storm sweeping across the country. One of many, and I get it. Your wind chills like in the negatives, yes. and that's like dangerous. And I get it. We have friends sending us screenshots From of the weather Denver. in Denver, Colorado, and it's just—it's ridiculous. It's like a punishment. Yeah, and here we are, and it's like forty-five degrees, and I'm like, I'm cold. But you know, historically, you've always been cold. Well, okay, fine. I get it, but I'm just saying I want to complain about well, it. Well, I'm, no, I'm saying it in a sort of defense of you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> it's not just because the temperature is unseason is not unseasonably, but un, unusually chilly for us here. That just made me think of like a like I should write a play that's mm-hmm. like the defense of Janie, and it's a one man show, mm-hmm. and it's written for you, for me personally, or yeah. for the audience. <laughs> it's no. written for one, or it's written for me. <laughs> no, it's written for. You and won. I'm the only person in the audience. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's a one-hander. Right. And you're going to do it on Broadway. Oh, wait! <laughs> I didn't know that's what you meant. That I'm going to perform it. I'm delivering the defense of Janie. Yes, and it's the trial of your life. Is there an imaginary the tribunal your... that I'm facing? That... <laughs> yes. The internet. You're facing the internet. <laughs> and you all sit there at your keyboards. Are you any better than she? (laughs) I love this idea. It's a one-man show. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so good. I want to write a theater thing so bad. You do? Yeah, I do. I've been thinking about it so long, and I just haven't done it. I need to do it. Like any old theater thing or like the things that you have been thinking about writing? I have a couple little ideas that are rattling around in my head. I heard you like say a couple ideas. Yeah, Yeah, but I want to do it. I want to do it, and I want to, you know... Write it and put it up and 
you know, rehearse it and oh, I want to go through the whole process. That sounds fun. I mean, today I was writing, today I'm a little bit like fried because today I was writing, um, writing a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's a like TV speak for and a script. Y- you've been very good about your writing. No. No, you think no. you're not, honey. That's not true. I, look, I understand this because when somebody tells me that I am a hard worker, I immediately just think of all the times that I avoided work, right? But I do work a lot, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I, but so it's not yeah. easy to hear that and to own it. But you are really, you have been really dedicated to this thing. Well, I just feel like here's the thing about writing that is different than act. This is like what I was trying to like figure out with you today. Cause I was like, I like with acting, you know, it's like you can have all these different processes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like it depends on the circumstances, the cast, the piece. Oh, how to prepare for a role or yeah, a project yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Or how you want to like be with it. Like maybe I want to be super serious or maybe I need to be a goofball to find the funny, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. With writing, like, I haven't been, I don't, haven't done it as much. And so, like, I don't, I'm, like, having to find my process for each project I work on. And it's, like, laborious to me. Yeah. But also, like, a big part of the process is, like, thinking by yourself. Yeah. Which I don't like. Well, I mean, I lo- whatever. But, like, yeah. with acting, like, you're with other people a lot. Yeah. And you're, like, discussing, like, how you want to interpret this they, although when you're doing the one-hander, the defense of Janie, yeah, of course, the play that I'm gonna write for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you'll be collaborating with me, the director and producer and writer. Yes, not but so much a lot with your of, cast. There's a lot of internal stuff that goes on before I will meet with you. That's true. And discuss the project. That's true. I will have gone through my script and made my notes. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good. One. But you know what? I I I know what you mean, and. I wonder if because, you know, if you're if you're an actor and you're approaching a role, you might have a different um, process for each role for whatever the role demands or whatever. But the same might be true of writing, even though we know writers who have their methods and this is what they do and everything. But like, say you're writing about you're writing a script that takes place in a certain city. Mm hmm. What if you were to spend time writing in that city? Which is like true. Like I, my pilot script is in Charleston, yeah. South Carolina. And so like I do, like I have gone back like for specific things and places for it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's. But to actually do the writing there, you know, not, not all of it, but some of it. Well, you know, I thought I was going to do some of that over the Christmas break. No. Come that on. was hilarious. Also. That I thought that. Christmas. Like I took my laptop back yeah. to Back to the hall. Like, what was I thinking? And by the way, uh, I'll just like fully disclose. I had COVID. Full disclose, cove. Full disclose, discove. Full discovid. Full discovid. I fucking had COVID. Yeah. Okay, and I was mad. Yeah. And I don't know. What did you think about it? <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I felt very bad for you because you had a very uh, scratchy throat. You vo- your voice sounded different. Yeah. Um, and it took it a, wi- a while for it to come back. Yeah, like four days or something. And there was nothing we could, you know, we were kind of housebound because normally we would have gone out We would have been social. Yeah. 
And we didn't, didn't do social. And I was kind of just waiting to get it, and I never got it. No one get, got it. What was so funny, though, is, like, I got it COVID, and, like, we had bought all this food for the Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And then when I tested positive, we had to, like, text the people that we invited to the Christmas dinner to be like, <laughs> guess what, guys? Yeah. You're on your own. Like, you can't come over. Yeah. Because we had all been exposed, everyone had been exposed to me by that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, like, I probably ruined a couple other people's. <laughs> hey, man, that's the break. That's the breaks. Them's the breaks, I should say. Yeah, them's the breaks. And it's like, go eat your, you know, hungry man dinner. Do you remember the... <laughs> Do you Are you fucking TV kidding me? Dinners? I loved Hungry Man. Do they still make TV dinners? Paul, of course they do. I'm trying to remember the last. I guess about? I haven't looked in the in my grocer's freezer to see like the the portioned out little tray, like with the little cherry cobbler and the Salisbury yeah. steak. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's still a thing. I was fascinated by them when I was a kid. And oh then my of god, course, I thought they were glamorous. Of course, as a young bachelor, uh, not quite as fascinated, but felt compelled. To eat them. <laughs> but I'd call him like, oh, cuckoo, cuckoo hi. thank God. Cuckoo, thank God. Where thank have you God been? God for s- saving Where season- have you been the last hour? Saving season five, episode one. I know, it wouldn't be the same without Cuckoo. By the way, thanks for waiting a day, guys. I know we're a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. Isn't that fun? But I, my, you know, my schedule changed. I have, of course, the neighborhood listen. There's another podcast that I do where there are two other people involved in that. And we also have now, since we're on CBB World, the network, we also have to do bonus episodes. So we have the regular episodes that we do, 13 a season. And then we have one bonus episode, at least one bonus episode. Which is what we're trying to do, which is 12 episodes a season. But that's more in real time. We don't bank. We yes. do that. And then the bonus episodes. Yes. We want, for our paid subscribers. Thank you so much. So there for was that. So. a specific a specific thing that had to happen before the end of January and before <sighs> It's too much to yeah. Yes. So it had to happen last night. Normally we record during the afternoon. But because it didn't work out for one person, we had to record in the evening, in the early evening. And we did, and it worked out great. But that did mean we had to push this episode of Stay of Homekins back one day. Yeah, I know. And I apologize to the listener. And you know what? I apologize to you, my wife. Thank you. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Oh, say, my God, finally. You know what? Savor it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm going to alert the media. <laughs> Can I get an engraving of this date and time? That joke was in (laughs) Arthur. I'll alert the media. Sure. Uh, The Russell Brand. (laughs) No. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine watching that? God, no. Should we do a watch along? (laughs) (laughs) No, we should do a watch along the Ridge. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> in the in the ridge, in the ridge, of course, Arthur, Rich, 
playboy, <laughs> drunk at night, during yeah. the day, does nothing but lounge around. And he says, I'm, he says to his butler, played by the great <laughs> John Gilgood, Sir John Gilgood. Yeah. I'm going to, Hobson, I'm going to take a bath. And then without looking <laughs> up from his newspaper, John Gilgood says, I'll alert the media. Excellent. Beautifully. Beautifully. Absolutely. Just a fucking. Absolutely. Like slam. Like slam. And I think people forget where that joke came from. I forgot where it came from. You know what else? I I associate it with a specific person I know that I went to school with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that person needs to give props to John Gilgood. (laughs) I'm sure she does. Um, I'm sure she does. And it makes me think of. The phrase, I just threw up in my mouth a little. No, because that is a played out one. I, it is played out. But here's why it makes me think of that. I'm not equating them. Okay. Although, although, the first time that was said, Matthew Broderick said it in a sketch on SNL. Yeah. And he delivered it very flatly. And it was, I remember it, seeing it live, and it was hilarious. How do you know that that is the First time that was because I had never heard it before, and this is years ago. Years ago, okay. And then everybody just stole it. Wait, wait, I think I know why one is acceptable and the other isn't. What do you mean, acceptable? (laughs) Which one is acceptable, first of all, and why is it acceptable? (laughs) (laughs) And is the other one unacceptable? Okay, let me break it down for you. Okay, please, <laughs> please explain it to me like I'm five years old. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll alert the media is classic A. Yes. B, it can't be played out. C. What do you mean it can't be played out? Because it just can't be played out. I disagree. No. I just, this is a faulty premise. It can't. <laughs> okay, wait. Just hear me out. Uh huh. I didn't ask for that. It can't be played out. It can't out. be played out. You can't say it enough. You can't say it enough. <laughs> number three. Number three. Number three. Wait, what was number two? Oh, wait. Number one was it's, it's great. classic. Number it's classic. Two, can, number two can't, can't be, be played, played out. out. Number three. <laughs> in order for I'll alert the media mm-hmm. to have the, to pack the punch that it packs, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> it. <laughs> No matter who says it. <laughs> it 100% has to be delivered like throwaway. Dead do you, hand. And do you think that's the delivery you gave it earlier? Yeah. <laughs> did I say it? Wait, did I say it earlier? You did. But in to what? Why did I say it? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Oh, because I, I said I apologize to you? <laughs> it was not that long ago. It was minutes ago. I wasn't using it in the con. I wasn't using it in the context. Like there, that no, in that were- context, I was actually saying I was going to alert the media. Oh, I see. Because remember, you meant it sincerely. Yeah, because you, because I was being the jo- the joke was this. I think I got the joke. <laughs> I think I got it. I wasn't. Using it in the proper in the in the classic sense of like so I'll you, alert the media. You admit it. <laughs> you admit it. Admit what? You weren't using it correctly. No, 
I wasn't using it in the classic sense. You are I all. Was you are. Using you are flip flopping all over the place. You're I like John Kerry. Earnestly saying, "I w- okay." <laughs> no, I understand. But you also, you're the Not one even letting me get to the throw up in the. You, okay. <laughs> you introduced the idea of proper and improper use of that phrase. One hundred, because it can. <laughs> because number one, it can be used earnestly, like. I'm going to alert the media because you finally, this one day in history, I'm going to make a plant a flag, make a mark, you know, yeah. <laughs> erect a, a, a monument. I get it. Okay. The classic sense is, I don't give a fuck. That's the classic sense. I understand. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't you. You're explaining to me the difference, which I already knew, which is not what I was pointing out. <laughs> you said because I didn't say it deadpan. Because you said the proper way to do it was deadpan. Yes. Throw away deadpan. Yes. The proper way to do it in the classic sense is that way. Right. Oh, okay. I see. You were winding me up. You knew what I was saying the whole time. Are you taking the piss? (laughs) Are you winding me up, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, on to, I threw up in my mouth a little. First of all, I threw up in my mouth a little. Cannot even be used into. Well, I guess if you're ill and you really did throw up in your, you m- can literally throw <laughs> up in your mouth a little, or you could figuratively throw up in your mouth. A little. Right, like I'm, but like the mm, that's you know that I threw up in my mouth a little. Literally doesn't come up much, so you know what I'm saying. The the literal sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're saying, I throw my mouth a little, like... Because babies can't talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> they would be the... They would definitely be the ones to use it the most. And unfortunately, they can't. <laughs> which is sad when you think about mm. it. Mm. Mm. Until they can use chat GPT. Are That's going to be like in the next two years or so. You think babies, before they like AI. learn how to talk, they'll use AI? That's where we're headed. <laughs> I think at this point it's good to I point out. I fucking think we're headed there. I think I think we should point out at this juncture <laughs> that neither of us is drinking. <laughs> we're doing dry January. I'm not doing dry January. Are you not? Have you had drinks yet this year? No, but I have my girls. I have my girls. Oh, weekend, your girls trip. My girls trip. That's and, right. But I know that you're doing dry January, so I'm not. You don't have to abstain for me. I'm okay if you do. No, I know. It's just like that's very considerate of you. But I don't drink. I'm not. I don't drink alone. <laughs> that's right. You're no George Thorogood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I threw my mouth a little. I think the problem with it is mm. there, like, the original was effective because he deadpanned it, you said. Yes. No one has deadpanned it since. And he wasn't saying it to insult anyone, whereas now it's kind of used as an insult of, like, a person who is gross. It's in response Wait, to well, a person. Well, how is he using it? I, I honestly don't remember anything else about the sketch but that, but he was saying it in a calm and good-natured way, as opposed to the sitcom usage 
of the the sort of borrowed joke where people are like, I just threw up in my mouth a little. I swear to God, if I... Okay, I just read this. I went down this Wikipedia rabbit hole the other day. <laughs> because it's a long story how I got there. Um, That's how rabbit holes work, baby. God. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't... No, so I, somehow I ended up on the Goodwill Hunting Wikipedia page. Oh my god! <laughs> the Goodwill Hunting Wikipedia page. That is the definition of a wiki hole. If you end up there, I think more so than like shoe heels. How are shoe heels attached? I think ending up on the Goodwill Hunting Wiki. <laughs> there was so much I did not know about that movie. <laughs> okay, but like, okay, so I didn't know. I guess I just don't know a lot about those guys <laughs> because I I know it all happened like in the zeitgeist of my existence and mm-hmm. everything. And I was there and I absorbed it and I must have seen it in the theater because I remember how about them apple. I mean, I just. Yeah. Mm, I like, by the way, was saying how about them apples way before Goodwill Hunting? Well, of course. It's a classic. It's a classic expression. It really is. But you know what? Before, I, I will say, credit it used where to credit be is charming. Due. Credit where credit is due. I'd never seen it as a setup like they did it in Goodwill Hunting. That wasn't on the wiki page. So, what happened? <laughs> he says to the guy in the bar, Okay. Do you like apples? <laughs> Stop it. And the guy, this of course, like, okay. in the midst of these guys are competing for the affections of a woman. And the one's like a rich college kid and the other one's a poor townie. And the rich college kid, of course, responds, well, yes. Oh, and then. <laughs> like, there's no way. If somebody, if a kid from Southie. Do you like apples? Said to me, do you like apples? I would think, oh, this is whatever I respond. It leads to a punch. So I'm not going to talk about apples with this yeah. guy. I'm, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to this question. Oh, you're just not going to say nothing. No, I realize this is the time to leave. Okay. That if somebody said that to me out of nowhere, especially if we'd had a tense moment. Hey, hey, you like apples? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. That's how it started. I don't think he said it, like yelled it at him like that. It was like, you like apples? And that question comes out of nowhere, but the guy still goes, well, yes. And then Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting himself, says, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Why does a number? <laughs> I got her number. Oh, I got. <laughs> I should have given it more of a Kennedy Brahmin pronunciation. I got her number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Hey, uh, pardon me. Do you like a- <laughs> sir? Do you like apples? We know that get asked to be. I get asked to do that. Bye. She has given me her number. <laughs> Are these the types of apples which you enjoy? You have nothing <laughs> to fear. That was FDR. apples. That was FDR. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. No fear itself. No, Kennedy was. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy that? was asked, "How would your country can do for you?" 
fucking whatever. I got to go down a wiki rabbit hole in that one, I guess. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say what my whole thing was. Mm. Because in the wiki, in the, go down the wiki hole. Goodwill Hunting, which, by the way, had no idea Matt Damon went to Harvard. Oh, did he really? Like dropped out of Harvard or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Oh, you did it? No. Do you think it's accurate? <laughs> Probably it's a true story. But here's what no, I heard. I mean the wiki page. <laughs> Good question, and I don't know. I don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say the only <laughs> bit of trivia that I know about that movie. Which might be the thing I'm about to say, but. Okay, well, then you say it first. No, you say it first. That it was originally like a spy thriller? That was not. Okay. On. Oh, wait. There was a whole section about how they got notes from different people hmm. or something. Yeah. No, this is what I learned that I was thinking from the discussion of. Threw up in my mouth a little. Yeah. They had buried in the script <clears throat> an unnecessary blowjob scene as a way to test the executives they were shopping it around to to see if they'd read the whole thing or not. Okay, so <laughs> was the idea that they were waiting for an exec to say, you should cut out this blowjob scene? Yes, and, and every, like I guess the ones that read it said that. Okay, and was there not also the danger... <laughs> That somebody <laughs> could read it, see that blowjob scene, and say, these guys are idiots. <laughs> I'm not making this movie. <laughs> okay. Or, but, okay, I will say, I walked away from that wiki article thinking they wanted that blowjob scene, and they pretended yeah. that they cut it. 100%. I, that's what I would think. That's okay. what I would think, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I was thinking my <laughs> Easter egg test would be to insert an I just threw up in my mouth a little joke. Ooh, that's, I think that's even more dangerous. First of all, I don't think there's any executive who's going to say, take that joke out. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be why I sell the thing. <laughs> so it's not really an Easter egg. <laughs> it is your serving trying to lower the bar. <laughs> serving up on a platter. <laughs> The the makings of comedy, the you know, musings, the noises of comedy. The brothers McMullen walked so that Goodwill Hunting could run. I don't know if I saw that. Oh my! Do you remember that though? It Is was it a, um, who's in it? it? It was Ed Burns. Oh, it was Ed his, Burns! His, him Ed Burns. bursting onto the scene. He financed the movie himself. Oh wow! It was super indie, starring some people who were not good at acting. Mm. But who were old friends of his from Boston. Mm. So he's in it. He's the lead. Oh, it's a Boston thing. Yes. It was, you know what? It was the beginning of us having to deal with Boston movies mm. and that accent. Mm. Mm. And so it was him and then mm. a buddy of his who was a decent actor mm -hmm. who I think worked a little bit after that. And then I don't recall seeing him in the Okay. So, um, but like Goodwill Hunting was like, like Robin Williams was in it. Yeah. And like Gus Van Sant directed it. Yeah. 
So they had like put together like a, you know, like a, you know, heavyweight yeah, attachments exactly. on it. The- Brothers McMullen walked so that Goodwill <laughs> Hunting could run. That was my whole thesis. All right. So that was you- the Easter egg I buried in there to see if you were paying attention to me. <laughs> I almost, I almost spit out what I was drinking just now, from laughing so hard. <laughs> I mean, I take the compliment. Thank Wait, you. Wait, okay, so you're saying I threw it in my mouth a little is not um, a guaranteed Easter egg test. No. What is the guaranteed Easter egg test? What can it? What's the test? Like, what do I? <laughs> I think a page of dialogue mm. that is directed at the person reading it. And it says, you turn the page, and then it says, interior, wherever you are right now. And then the, whoever, whatever character was just speaking or was in the scene says, hey, it's me, the screenwriter. I'm hiding in this dialogue. <gasps> Did you get this far? What do you think? Pretty good, right? Don't worry. This is just one page. The next page, the it's story keeps East, going. It's my Easter egg test. Yeah. See... Exactly. See the wiki page for, at least I didn't put an unnecessary blowjob scene in here, parentheses, check out the Wikipedia page. of Wikipedia? (laughs) (laughs) Check out the wiki. Check out the Wikipedia page. For good wheel hunting. Good, good wheel. Good wheel hunting. Do you like apples? <laughs> I put it to you, this question. Ask not what. Ask not if apples like you. Ask if you like apples. <laughs> I have been asked to do that. I know I've said this in the podcast, but it's season five, so I can say it all over again. <laughs> I've been asked to do that. Uh, I've been asked to do that dialogue before. In auditions, which when it lands in my inbox, I'm like, mm, this is really this, this like I know, like I know I'm not yeah. going to get like it's literally like they're asking for me to speak a foreign language I've never studied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, OK, well, I got to do it. And so our neighbors, Ben and Julie, are from Massachusetts. So I will like speak the lines, send them to Julie <clears throat> and make her say them and send them back to me. So, and then I, you know, do all my little YouTube videos and I have the little voice lady I like to follow on YouTube for voice classes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, I feel like she's like, I'll be like, this can't be real. (laughs) Like when she says it back, I'm like, this cannot. People can't talk to each other this way. People can't talk like this. (laughs) They just can't. And then I'll do it, and I feel like I'm, like, you know, irreverently, like, profiling right. Massachusetts people or something. Yeah, you, you know, feel like you're mocking like them. I'm mo- like, I'm, like, yeah. you know, like, ah, you're from the South. <laughs> That's how I feel, like, th- like I'm, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm, like, yeah, this is not good. That's just how I feel when I do it. That's how I feel. That's just how I feel. Do you remember I got I had to audition? I did it was a voiceover audition 
for this show that was set in Philadelphia, an animated show. Yes, because yes, and yes. So I get the audition. And I think, oh great, I you know they this I can do a deal. Philly accent. And then the character that I'm supposed to audition for is not from Philly. Right. <laughs> it says a regular old voice. And so I do it and I send it in. And then I get wor- I get another audition from them for a smaller part. And at that point, I was like, hey, if they're, if they, <laughs> if they're not sure if I can do this and they really need to hear me doing it. Right. I would say they could check out a TV show called BoJack Horseman where I do all kinds of voices and then see what they think from that. And then I never heard from them again. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> wow. I think I auditioned for that show, remember, because I made yes. you do the Philly. Absolutely. I had to do the Philly. Yeah. And then I made you speak the lines. That's true. Remember? I do remember. And then I was like, mm, I'm trying to do it. <laughs> I don't know where that. <laughs> well, I can't remember it. I saw my like voiceover agents. Voice- you almost did it right I there. I almost did it right there. I <laughs> my did. voiceover my agents. My voiceover agents. They were like, "That's pretty good." That's not it. Oh, because they're from Philly. <laughs> well, she she, she was manager. like manager. Oh, they're from Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> oh, by the way, my um, the- theatrical agents dropped me. I put. It, I said online, it's fine. <laughs> Should I talk about my uh, my triple whammy? Because I was like, sure. right before Christmas, mm-hmm. my theatrical agents dropped me because my main agent resigned because mm-hmm. uh, there's like this disgusting litigious scandal going bad. on at the agen- agency where I was, and it was like some guy, some coke cokehead guy, tech guy, took it over and was like, whatever. So now that happened, and then I was like, oh, that's like, after this year, what, you know. Then my dad sent me a Christmas card that had right. my Christmas present in it, which was a check. <laughs> okay. Everyone has their own love language. My dad sent me a check for my Christmas present, and it, so I, someone stole it. And the only way I know that someone stole it, because I just, you know, because my dad texted me mm-hmm. like right before Christmas and I was like, did you deposit this check? Cause I usually de- like mobile deposit it. Cause yeah. he was like, it says ACH. I've never seen this. And I was like, dad, I didn't get your card at all. And so, um, because we get, um, an email that shows our mail. Mm-hmm. Does everyone do that? Am I saying something weird, but you can sign up to get no, an email sure. with your mail. Yeah. That pictures of your mail. Yes. It was supposed to come to our mailbox and it never did. So then, he had to like report it to his bank and all that stuff. And I told the post office, you know, like we I didn't get this. And here's the picture. It was supposed to, you know, I know it came through. Mm-hmm. And they were, and she, the lady was like, you need to call this number and report it. It was like the postal inspectors, which mm-hmm. I've never dealt with before. Right. And I was like, okay. They show up in their uniforms, <clears throat> scary and intimidating. I was like, I was kind of like intrigued a little bit. Really, you're just like calling like, an intake person mm-hmm. who's filling out a form that sends it on. But then she was like saying how there was like, she's like, I tell everyone to call and report everything because the amount of mail theft is like insane right now to the point wow. where they're like <clears throat> replacing the blue like street corner boxes with special boxes that have like, she said like, you know, when you leave a parking lot and if you back up, it'll puncture 
your tires. They're putting, they put like things inside the box so that you can't like fish shit out. Because wow. it'll like it's a, it'll cage itself or whatever. Wow. But then I told my brother that who lives in Philly, and he was like, "Yeah, they've tried everything like that here in Philly. Yeah. Philly, it doesn't work." And I was like, "Well, whatever." And then I got, <clears throat> and then I get to my mom's in South Carolina for our Christmas, and um, I was like, "Oh, these allergies suck." And then my friend texts and she, who I'd spent the day day with, mm-hmm. like you know, the weekend before, was like, "I just wanted that, you know, I tested for COVID <laughs> and I have COVID," and I'm like. Oh shit! Is this COVID? Very unflattering I had... impression. <laughs> what? Very unflattering impression. Well, I did, I'm just like I don't know. You know. <laughs> I just like I didn't have COVID. I got COVID, and I was like, oh my! And like my mom had been like all over me for two days or whatever, and I was like, oh my god! I just like <clears throat> I just didn't feel like I was symptomatic mm-hmm. at that moment, right? Because my teeth were hurting, and yeah. I was like, that's like. Hay fever, like I yeah, have yeah, it all yeah. the time, and um, and I'd had the yearly COVID mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was kind of like feeling like I'm not gonna get it, but there was a big surge, and I fucking got it, but I didn't give it to my loved ones, so I That's guess right. there was that. But That's all right. y'all were like, oh, "I'm gonna stay away from you," and then <laughs> we're like, "Not gonna," you know, like it was like the best day of your lives because no one could sit near me. Can I tell you this? <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> you wouldn't let anyone I near remember you. I re- well, everyone was trying to get too close, and I was because like, "Because we love you, you dumb dumb." Yeah. But I was like, "Bitch, I have COVID." <laughs> Bitch, I have COVID. Wait, what is that? <laughs> What's that? No, the Madonna song. No. Bitch, wait. It's like on the tip of my. <clears throat> Well, it's time for a break anyway, so... Uh, we'll do our own research. <laughs> so I'm going to go on my wiki hole. We have a very special sponsor for our first episode of season five. It's a wonderful writer who is a fan. Don't of, spoil the ad. Well, I just want to say that <laughs> our sponsor is a fan of our freaking podcast. That's right. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, everybody, if your resolution is to read more this year, start 2020, books, I mean, start 2020, I mean, you can read labels and stuff. Start 2024 strong with The Resurrectionists, the debut novel from indie author Stephanie M. Braun. Fleeing an abusive relationship and in search of her estranged family, Jessica Chase finds herself in San Francisco when her former lover, a con man named Felix Rogers, follows her and she learns that her uncle's life is in danger. Jessica knows it is time to stop running and take action. Together with her brother, she forms a team and sets in motion a heist that becomes a race against the clock to end the threat from Felix once and for all. Set against the backdrop of Victorian San Francisco, uh uh-oh, top hat times, I'm in, and filled with colorful characters, the Resurrectionists follows along as a group of individuals became a team, become a team, although it did happen in the past, so, and work together to rescue a man buried alive and to find a sense of belonging with each other. This sounds right up my alley. The book is a fast-paced heist where the score is saving a man's life. Fans of the Murdoch Mystery series, uh, home to my friend Constable Johnstable, and Agatha Christie novels, as well as those who like watching heist shows, like Leverage, will enjoy following along as the group works outside the law to help those in need. This sounds great, and guess who agrees? Amazon Reviews. Goodreads Review. Just something called Review. Um, Get your copy. At Stephanie M. Braun, B-R-A-U-N 
com slash store and use promo code HOMEKINS20 at checkout for 20% off any order. Available in ebook and paperback. That is stephaniembraun.com slash store. Use the promo code HOMEKINS20 at checkout for 20% off any order. Thank, Thank you, you, Stephanie! Stephanie. Bitch, itch. Bitch, I had COVID. Bitch, I had COVID. I also have a clip. Everybody has not tonight. Every, <laughs> I threw up in my mouth a little. It's not quite the original wording. No. But it was the thing that everybody seized upon. It was from a 1998 sketch. Matthew Broderick is on SNL to promote Godzilla 1998, a truly terrible movie. Wait, you got a lot of it right, though, Matthew Broderick. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, they're doing a parody of The View. This is in the, like, Molly Shannon, Sherry O'Terry, Will Ferrell years. Um, and somebody asked, he's playing George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> This is so weird. Somebody asked him. All this is very weird. Which of the ladies would you like to, ladies of the view, would you like to make out with? And then this is what he said. Okay. George. Uh, hold on, I'm I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit. Would this answer the question? What's funny is that so like, he was insulting all the ladies of the he view. He was insulting all, all the ladies, the ladies of, the of the view. The view. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny that it gets a decent laugh, but not also, a huge the view, laugh. Like NBC? No, it was ABC. Oh, it, but uh, they make fun uh, of NBC shows. That didn't stop them. But the women on them? I mean, that's kind of no. Messed but up. it was 1998, where it was like comical. Wait, <laughs> for somebody to be disgusted at the idea. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, wait. You know how like Britney's gotten her day? Yes, and like. Who else has gotten her their day? I guess Jessica I Simpson and Okay. I haven't <laughs> kept up with people getting their days. <laughs> Paris Hilton or whatever. It's like everyone's getting yes. gotten their day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are the ladies of the view gonna get their day? I don't know. Their little documentary day where they're I like, We were treated like shit. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky got her day. Yeah. Uh, Other people got their day. The Clarence Thomas hearings. Anita Hill. Anita Hill. Well, Anita Hill. We all knew there were those yeah. of us that had Anita Hill had her day yeah. at the time. Absolutely. And there was a very there's a very funny interview with. No, I mean the interview is not funny, but there was a funny moment in this interview. There's a profile of her from a few years ago. I guess it was when Biden was running, and they were kind of revisiting. That trial and Biden's role in it. Sure, he was like the the the, the chair. chair. Of it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the ju- 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 judicial branch yeah. or the judicial whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. <sighs> and, God. and he was being kind of a he's, yeah, he's being an asshole, pig. Yeah, they all were. Yeah, yeah, they all were though. And they all so were. he said in some interview, you know, I owe her an apology, and I'm, uh, you know, I will, I, I definitely owe her an apology. And so, but he never apologized. <laughs> and so, a joke in their family, in Anita Hill's family, is Has if the Biden door no, yet? if the oh. doorbell rings or something, 
And they're not expecting anybody to say, oh, maybe it's Joe Biden coming to apologize. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Well, isn't it, though, I will say that you brought that up, that isn't it sort of ironic? ironic don't you think? Ironic, don't you think? Um, that Joe Biden was sort of leading that, like, committee to vet him or whatever. Yeah. And... Then he became president, saddled with this stacked yeah. court. Yeah. You know. Including, including Clarence him. Thomas, one of the most corrupt the judges. The worst one. Yeah. Well, he's not the worst. They're all, I mean. Yeah. He's bad, but like. Also, what about like when Jenny Thomas like Cuba. called Anita Hill like in the middle of the night or some shit? Like 20 years later. Don't know about this. I only Wait, know about what? the good fight. <laughs> Wait, what was the good? What did they do? The these? good fight. They had somebody calling fucking. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if it was. I enjoyed the good fight. I know. This it got is a, a little, series that was on Paramount, guys. If it you, was. I enjoyed I should, it for a it while. It was entertaining. And it got fucking It ridiculous. got a little wackadoodle, but yeah. like it was entertaining. Yeah. Actually. Um, that somebody who. It was either Christine Bransky or. Audrey McDonald getting late night calls and then the person is intimating that they are Ginny Thomas. Yeah. Will okay, you wait, please? <laughs> I had to turn that off over there because now it's starting to get too warm. <sighs> Finally. I mean, that... <laughs> wait, that had to have been based on the Ginny Thomas call. Well, of course it was, but I never heard about it. Wait, come on. No, I never heard about that. I never heard that Ginny Thomas called Anita Hill like 20 years after that hearing to say what? Like, leave my man alone kind of thing or something. <laughs> 20? Why? But he suffered. To, what was she doing? No, I don't know. It, or, like, or like, you're the reason that my man is. I don't Now I got to look it up. This on is, the you're, air. Say, you're saying. I got to look it up on air. You're saying this is way after the hearings. This was not like during the hearings. One. Hundred, like I'm saying, like water under the fucking bridge for Anita Hill, who has like gone on, to who has be- had to move on with her life after this nonsense. Yes. Okay, now I gotta look this shit up now. Fucking Jenny Thomas. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying I never heard of it. No, but I don't know the details, and I need to. Like I can't. Okay. I'm. But you know. Also, did you know Jenny Thomas was in a cult? Other than her marriage? <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I did hear that, but I can't remember which cult it is. It w- Well, I don't remember the name. Boy, cult. what if I started a cult and it was like a nice cult? You know what I mean? Well, like you can. I'm actually reading this book called cult, cult, Cultish that was recommended to me. And that's all I'm going to do. Thank you. By some very sweet if uh, you would like to join my cult, our na- let us know. Relatives of our neighbor recommend. Wait, Jenny Thomas calling... Anita, Anita Hill, on Hill. the phone. Left a voicemail and twenty after. Ginny Thomas left a voicemail for Anita Hill, asking her to apologize for accusing Clarence Thomas of putting a pubic hair on the coke. That's not what the it says. Of sexual harassment. But don't you remember the whole thing about the pubic hair and long dong silver? No, of course I do. Why do, why do you have to bring that up again? 
The voicemail. I don't want to hear that shit. I have to bring it up because never forget. I haven't. Never forget. I haven't. <laughs> hey, how about this? I just got a text from the pharmacy from CVS saying, Paul, based on our records, you may need additional vaccines. Click the link below to review and schedule your vaccines. Now, I've gotten my flu shot, and I got my COVID but vaccine. But you didn't get your flu shot at CVS. Where'd I get it then? I thought you got it at your yearly checkup when you went did to I? the clinic, Toluca Lake. That sounds familiar. Maybe I did. So the CVS. Why don't you remind me of that instead of the pubic hair and the coke? Because never fucking. <laughs> okay. So never forget. The voicemail came in 2010, nearly 20 years after Thomas's Supreme Court hearing. That's insane. That's she, insane. She described it to the New York Times as a quote, unquote, peacekeeping attempt. Anita Hill called it, quote, unquote, inappropriate much. <laughs> she said inappropriate much? No, she said inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a boundary violation. They're... Talk about a boundary. They're fucking insane. Oh, now I want to know the name of the cult, Jenny Thomas. Yes, please. What? (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, what cult is Jenny Thomas in? From meawaww.com. Thomas was a member of the Heaven's Gate cult. No, it wasn't that, was it? Are you kidding me, Hale Bop? No. Bop it up, hail bop. <sighs> Wait, that was that song was about that? No, dear, no. That was <laughs> mbop, not hail bop. At what what if, wait, what if that song was about? Life spring. Life spring. Uh, yes. You know, my sister was in that for a time. Which sister? I'm not going to say the name. Oh, here. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long? I think a, f- a couple years. Lifespring is more of a a scheme. It's more of a Ponzi That's or a MLM. That's how they all start. I Well, I know, but I'm saying it was not like you have to live Shave in a place or anything. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I started this cultish book. And rather than cut ties with your family, they're like, get your family in our to cult. To pay. Yeah. That's how they get, that's how yeah. you cut, they cut your ties with your family. Because <laughs> everyone's like, stop asking me for money. They're like, win-win. Either they do <laughs> or they get the family in there. It's great. All cults should do it. It's like a real like shortcut. <laughs> yeah. It's a shortcut. It's like a two birds with one stone. <laughs> So anyway, I'm reading this book about like the language of cults or whatever. And like, I just started it. There's five cult languages. Mine is gifts. (laughs) Yours is gifts. Mine is gifts of human hair. (laughs) Mine is speaking in tongues. Is what? Speaking in tongues. tongues. (laughs) Wait, so what were you saying about cult languages? Uh, Just like sort of how like there's all these patterns that you can identify around the manipulations and stuff. And like there's sort of like pillars and stuff. So I'm trying. So I'm I just started it. But like I did like there was this that just opens with like these. You were saying you want to start a nice cult, and they're kind of like saying how like soul, soul cycle, like there's certain oh. like certain like movements that use the language of cults, yeah, to like 
but the but the consequences of leaving them are like mild. Yeah. Right. Like if you like you could be like, oh, you don't show up for your soul cycle class, and everyone's like, come on, Paul, you're supposed mm-hmm. to get your soul cycle, you know, whatever. Where but like if you leave, you know, Nexium, they're gonna release your collateral or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait, speaking, whatever. speaking of unpleasant people. Mm, I can't wait. Let's talk about Southern Charm. Oh, we're going into Southern Charm. Yeah, why not? S- were you thinking of some other terrible people? No, I couldn't wait to hear who. I was kind of hoping <laughs> like people like we knew or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wanted the hot goss. I wanted hot goss. Okay, so wait, spoiler alerts. We're all caught up. We watched the whole recent season and part one of the reunion. Yes. Oh so God, I forgot it was just part one po- of the reunion. Spoiler alerts yes. ahead. Which, by the way, oh, so some of our premium content, like we did a little roundup when we watched Vanderpump. <laughs> That's right. And Vanderpump's coming out again. And I'm like, should we do like recaps? Maybe we should. People really liked. Like we did with them just like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, maybe we should. That's what I'm saying, like Maybe our reactions should. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't have in just like that right now. It's so true. It's missing from our lives. <laughs> and Pump comes out, which by the Pump! way, do you know Pump the bar closed? You knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, what's still open? Of course, Schwartz everything. and Sandy's. I think everything's still open. When's that uh, fucking sandwich shop opening? Wait, what's the other one? Tom what's Tom, the, Tom. Tom Tom. Tom Tom. Well, and, and also the sandwich the, shop that I could not sir, remember the name of. Sir. Sir, of course, flagship restaurant. Yeah. And then there's also the villa, whatever. There's something about her as the sandwich shop. Which I keep remembering as what's her problem? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I wouldn't you I would go to that place. <laughs> Wow. What's her problem? <laughs> wow. I wish that fucking sandwich shop opened in our neighborhood because I love a sandwich shop. You do love a sandwich shop. You do. Like, I am all about a sandwich. We have one in our, our neighborhood, but the, the, they only, the sandwich well, is su- very specific. Subway. <laughs> of course. We the, have a subway. And those people are artists. <laughs> it is always weird. It, it kind of... It's odd to me that that subway is there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's not a lot of other stuff like that in the neighborhood. Duncan. Yeah, but that's relatively new. Not really. Do you know what relatively means? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that was when we moved here. Oh. Was it a going concern or was it just a storefront? I thought it was a check cashing Business. You know what? It absolutely was. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like a check cashing yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have two chains in the neighborhood. We That's ha- not bad. No, I think we have more than that. Oh, there is a Starbucks. No, that Starbucks. No, that Starbucks is gone. Oh, nice. But there's a Starbucks on the other. Yeah. <laughs> Are people liking this? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> you can't ask that question. <laughs> that question is forbidden on the podcast. All right, so we watched the Southern Charm. It was triggering for me. Oh, yeah, the reunion. Yeah, where were you going to go with it? Well, just like talking about it in general, because we haven't, we haven't talked about it. And this it. is not a recap 
No, 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 no. I mean, we're just being like, we watched it. There's and we nothing feel, to recap we on feel that dirty. fucking show. <laughs> nothing happens on it. It really, here's the thing about it's that. It's like some friends get mad at each other. Some boyfriend and girlfriends get mad at each other. This whole season of this dumb show, which we continue to watch, and I guess we'll watch until it goes off the air. I guess we're fucking in for it. Um, it all revolved around the stupidest, most low stakes drama of yes. Did you did you kiss so and so or did you hook up with someone I kind of liked but every, I wasn't with? Everyone or? is where you did you my ex boyfriend hook up with my friend and then did Lie. you my friend hook up with my ex girlfriend and then. Did you guys Who gives lie a about fuck? It? They did, but then it turned in. But then the real, but then the real drama flipped from that to the fact that they lied about it. Yeah, but and who, then who cares? What was so crazy about the plot, though? I will say this: What was so crazy about the plot, though? Because uh-huh. it was like a nothing burger. Yeah, they're but, really running on fumes. I, oh, it's a double cuckoo. Hi. Yeah, we're still here. Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. <laughs> what if the cuckoo one hour Everybody came out and sang out that? Tonight. Yeah. That would blow Bitch, my mind. Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. <laughs> what if we could program it to do that? Like it would do the, the, the time like it does. Yeah. And then at the end it would say, Bitch, I'm the cuckoo, and then go back in. It, we're like so we're like six months away from that with AI. I'm gonna say <laughs> This is even better. Okay. What if we could do this? Okay. If we could gift a clock like that to someone. Mm-hmm. Like if there's somebody, if we have this ready to go, mm-hmm. somebody says, we have somebody over at our home that says, oh, I love your cuckoo mm-hmm. clock. Mm-hmm. Then at some point we give them the cuckoo clock and we have Ooh. made it so that. We're only, spying on them. Only at, no. Oh. What? <laughs> like a nanny. Can't, like no. A, oh. You already forgotten the premise. <laughs> that we made it so that when the cuckoo comes out on the 10th. Only uh, at 12. Only at 12. Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. It says, bitch, I'm the cuckoo. Oh, so I'm they, the cuckoo. Yeah. I'm saying I'm the cuckoo. cuckoo. Ma- no, I didn't realize you were saying ma cuckoo. Like Madonna. <laughs> bitch, yeah, I'm I Madonna. Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Yes. Of course, we don't tell them. First thought, best thought. And it's like it won't it won't chime at midnight because it has a light sensor, mm, right? Yeah. And the one night they who, stay you, late. You're probably not home at the noon. One you're probably at work or something. Yes. So it will take them a while to discover it. And, and then when they when do, they, they, they're going to go. They're going to go minds. bananas. Yes. The best thing. How could you do this? If we could, if we could make it so that it only happens once. <laughs> So that, oh, they, that they think they like, think they're going they think crazy. They're going crazy. Yeah. But then part of the song is everybody tell time tonight. Oh, it does the whole. I think it just has to say, "Bitch, I'm a Bitch, cuckoo." Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that the name of the? Okay, wait. So, so someone watch this reunion. So wait, I was gonna say about the whole not, yes, nothing yes, plot yes, yes, yes. is that the I will say this: the evolution of. The drama, mm-hmm. like the <laughs> plot that yeah. they come up with or whatever, you know, H- however they, 
I don't know if they improvise these plots and then just run with it or if they plan ahead and say, mm-hmm. you're going to be mad at him for her. And, you know. yeah. and, then it, or, and then it really ruins. I think they don't do that because I think they genuinely do want to ruin these friendships. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely don't care. Well, they want that. Yeah, of because course the re- they do. reunion, you know. Yes, you know. yes, yes. But I will say this: the evolution of the lie. Did you do this? The lie, the mm-hmm. lie, mm-hmm. to the admission of the lie, mm-hmm. right? To then the get over it. <laughs> Like yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal, gaslighting portion of it. Yeah, like to, we're that, in our forties. Well, that <laughs> no, I'm saying that was bad. You're saying what was bad? The gaslighting? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's never good to do that. But also, everyone knew they were lying. <laughs> no, but my whole point is like that. Like witnessing that in a friend group. Yes. Was like real to me. That felt real to me of like, oh, yes, I've been in, I've been around dynamics of things mm-hmm. where it's like so-and-so did this bad thing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah, anything. Yeah, so-and-so yeah. did this bad thing. They were embarrassed or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They tried to cover it up. It comes out. They admit it. They half apolo- half-ass apologize. Yeah. And then try to like make the person leapfrog straight to... Getting over it and forgiving them. Oh, of course. Well, and then, like, get- it's infuriating behavior. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Where it's like you, you know, you deciding that I should be over it because you finally admitted the thing. Because you think you're so fucking great, yeah, to be friends with that. But you're the pro- lucky to. But here's the problem. Okay, I'm listening. With this specific instance. Mm-hmm. Is that the drama on this show sounds like high school students talking to each other. Yeah, it does. And these people are fucking middle-aged. Sure. You know what I mean? That's Charles None of them were in a relationship at at the time that any of this happened. No, but they're in this tiny little dating pool. Well, they're forced into... But they're also forced into togetherness on this show. True, but I mean, I do think that is like... The Charleston way kind of a thing. Yeah. Just because of, like, having been there. Right, right, right. right. You know. I don't know. I mean. It's so boring. It's so (laughs) boring. It's so boring. And we keep watching it. I know. I will give this to Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. The fact that, like, like, because we watched. It jams, man. It jams. When it started and they were younger. Everybody was such a fucking mess. It mm-hmm. was great. Because it was like, it was not only a window onto that weird part of Los Angeles that we are not a part of at all. Right. But it was also like looking back through a magic mirror into your 20s. Yes. <laughs> but now they're all in their fucking, you know. Whatever's. 30s. They're approaching their 40s and stuff. Yeah. We did watch that one episode of Dancing with the Stars. The first episode. Is it over? Did Ariana... Who won? I don't... No, Ariana, I don't think won. We probably would have heard. Yeah. 
Guys, these are Vanderpump talks. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're, look, we never intended to be talking about reality television. I did put a little Easter egg in one of our, in our Substack uh, drop last you night. You Easter eggs. You're regular yeah. Peter Cottontail over yeah, there. Yeah, I am an Easter egg. I really, and the Easter eggs is like, basically I was like, sorry, we're daily, blah, 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 to our Substack people, you know. And then at the end, I just put a button that said Jelly Roll for President. Because Jelly Roll addressed Congress. Wait, what? Jelly Roll addressed. You love him so much. I love Jelly Roll like so fucking much. And he spoke his truth to Congress Mm -hmm. in a way that felt so um, like, what's the word? Cathartic or no, like. um, Inspiring? Well, definitely inspiring, definitely like cleansing or I don't know. Like, I'm just saying like he is so in touch with his truth and authenticity that I think it's amazing. That was the winner? Yes, Sochi Gomez. Oh, yeah, she was like a teenager or something. She was in uh, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. So she won the Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I don't remember her being on the show. And the runner-up was Jason Mraz or... Jason Sudeikis. And then third place was Ariana Maddox. Um, You know, they should have um, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde's nanny on the next season. (laughs) 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 Of Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I'd watch the whole season if they did. Now, okay, I had to look up her name because it's spelled X O C H I T L. And I X-O-C-H-I-T-L. absolutely was not going to attempt that. H I T L. And her last name, it looks like Gomez, right? G O M E Z. It's not that. Here's, no, it is. And here's oh, how. It is Gomez. Lo- the pronunciation. Like- beca- Will you laugh? I'm going to tell you! <laughs> You think I'm done? <laughs> I take any pause. You're like, what a weird short sentence. <laughs> so it's, it has like a little, in addition to the, the, the audio pronunciation, mm-hmm. it has it spelled out phonetically. what they think is phonetically. Uh-huh. And so it says it sounds like. Okay. So chill. S-O-W and then a dot. C-H-E-E-L. So chill. So chill. Gomez. G-O-W-M-E-Z. Galmez. Yes. Why would you put the W in there? Maybe go is already, already is sounds like Gal- go. Maybe it is Galmez. No, it's not because I'd listen <laughs> to the fucking thing. It's, uh, they write it so chill Galmez. Well, toe, to- like toe, like toe or so. How did toe get in there? Like toe truck. Why is tow truck happening? <laughs> For go. Go is already. <laughs> it's there already. All you have to do is write go. You don't have to add anything. Because <laughs> then the second part is M-E-Z. Mees? <laughs> if you're trusting me with mez, you got to trust me with go. 
You can't. Have, I, I'm fucking screen capping this. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Galmez. Galmez. Gaumies. Gaumies. Okay, so her name is pronounced, obviously, Sauchael Gaumies. Sauchael. <sighs> who? What? Who else should be on Disney with the stars? Um, let's Whitney see. Whitney from Southern Charm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the lineup. Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde's ex-nanny. Mm. Whitney from Southern Charm. He's like the, you know, the middle-aged underdog. I don't think he would do it. No. Because it also has to be it also has to be somebody that would conceivably do it. I think that nanny absolutely <laughs> would do it. <laughs> I think the nanny would do it. I'm not going into like their psychology on if they would or they wouldn't. Well, then that's not as fun. Like, there could be anybody. Wayne LaPierre. You want to do a dream life? (laughs) 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 Well, he just uh, resigned. He's got time on his hands. Sure. I could see him doing it. He's like in his mid 70s. So was fucking uh, Greg Brady. Do you think he would, if Wayne LaPierre was in Dancing with the Stars? Because, mm-hmm. like, I've only seen the show once, which was the one That's episode. That's right. We've only, <laughs> Janie and I have seen a total of one episode. One episode, that first episode. And, like, Ariana was on it, and she did a whole thing where, like, they were in Pump. Oh, right, or right, Or right, Sir, right, right. sorry. They, yes. they were in Sir, yes. you know, or whatever. So everyone do, does, like, and then Greg Brady was on it, <laughs> and he did, like, a 70s, like... Partridge family of course. thing. Natch. Na- you know. So everyone kind of has like their their um their theme. If they had a theme associated with them already. Yeah. So if, if like, they didn't, I don't know. So if it's Wayne LaPierre, <laughs> do you think he like dances like on people's graves or like what is his or he takes a gun he does like a waltz with like a gun like a life size gun. Yeah, and like I, dips the gun. I think it's like, and a, then he dances on people's graves, and it's then it's a funny like Wild West shootout routine, <laughs> where he and his partner are actually their adversaries having a shootout, mm. and then they dance, and then someone loads the prop gun. Oh my god! No, wait. <laughs> Right? Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. This is a good, like, Agatha You're Christie. plotting an assassination. I'm not <laughs> plotting anything. You're saying an assassination could be plotted. I'm just saying this would make a good television movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Agatha Christie, we should do a watch along of A Haunting in Venice since we did Death on the Nile. I haven't seen A Haunting in Venice. Nor have I, dear. But I think that we are a family in this house. In this house? We see Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot every time he does those movies. I will do that, but we also there is also a very classic watch-along that we have put on ice that I have I been know, dying to do with do you. It. We got to do it. And it's only, a movie I've never seen. I've only seen parts of. It's like of. an iconic, iconic fucking film. But the reason we didn't do it for the longest time is we couldn't find it, like, Streaming anywhere. But it was also because of the strike. 
No, not just that, but then it, but then they finally released it so we could find it. It's so true. They and stopped hiding it from us. You know what? It was a bit of an Easter egg. It was an Easter that egg. That we couldn't find. It was an Easter egg. I want Easter what's egg. Your I want Easter egg. Easter, what's your favorite Easter candy? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the famous Easter candies are Hollow Bunny, Peeps. Cadbury Cream Eggs. Oh, well, the cat of... Jelly Bellies. The Cadbury Minis. Cadbury Mini Eggs. Number one with a bullet. Really? I'll eat them until... I start to feel cavities pain in my back. jaw. Yeah. <laughs> cavities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like my Those jaw so starts to sweet. seize up. <laughs> They're very They're so sweet. Sweet. They're so good, though. The texture, everything about them is so good. That crunch. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? The Cadbury mini eggs? With the hard candy shell? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? I thought maybe you're implying they had made miniature versions of the Cadbury cream. You thought eggs. I had the technology to shrink down the Cadbury. We're like one month away from that with AI. I know. <laughs> I thought you meant Easter, which we're not. I can never remember no, when Easter Easter's is. in March this year. Is it really? It's no. like March 3rd. Alexa, <laughs> when is Easter? Easter will be on Sunday, March 31st, 2024. Boom, Weird. face. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm we're calling this episode because there's been so many Easter eggs in the I episode. I think we got got to call so many Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs. Bitch, I'm a cuckoo. <laughs> Everybody tell time tonight. <laughs> Wait. All right. Do you have any recommendations? Yes. You've got to read Barbara Streisand's memoir, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to wax poetic about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Because this book took me from Thanksgiving to New Year's to complete Yes, it's a thousand pages. Okay, pull your pants up and buckle in and read it because... You better pull your pants up and buckle in. (laughs) This book is so fucking good. Barbara Streisand is like, well, an icon, number one, Mm -hmm. but also like a genius, like a prodigy genius. And she needed to have her day because she kept, I mean, she was an icon, but like they, she kept like getting told like she couldn't, you know, direct these things. Like she would make like millions and millions and millions of dollars for like Columbia Studios with her records. And then she's like, I want to make this movie. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then she was like snubbed, you know, by like the academy kind of. I mean, it was just kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And also like she's so inspiring, like her work ethic and her artistry mm-hmm. to me is like so inspiring because she knows exactly what she wants to say and do and convey as an artist. Yep. And it's fucking does not 
a waiver mm-hmm. or in it. I mean, anyway, I just think the book is if you're an artist and you appreciate art and you or you like art or you like artists and you appreciate the creative process. This is someone who's dedicated their entire fucking life to art mm-hmm. and totally is talking to everyone about it in this book. Mm-hmm. And it took her 10 years to write it. And when I tell you, there is not one misspelling or comma misplacement mm-hmm. or anything in this thousand page book. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just impressed. It's called, my name is Barbara. There you go. That was my big, um, whatever. And she reads the audiobook, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think she does. I believe she does. I don't do audiobooks, but I think she reads the audiobook. Yes, if you're into audiobooks. If you like the audiobooks. Let me tell you, I am reading, I'm almost done, The Path of Minor Planets by Andrew Sean Greer, uh, uh, author I've talked about on here before. Cool. Um, really great book about a novel about um, astronomers, of all things, if you can believe it. Um, and I want to recommend a TV show on the Dropout app called Very Important People. It's hosted by a very funny um, performer named Vic Michaelis. And the concept is that they get, Vic is the host, and then they get other comedians, put them in elaborate makeup that they don't know what they're going to be until they see it, right? So the, the most recent one, this comic, very funny guy named Ify Wadiway, was made up as an alien, like full alien head and big bug eyes and everything so wait, like that. If he didn't know? No. Oh. He sits in the makeup chair. There's no mirrors. Oh. He has no idea what he's being transformed into. Oh, I see. And Vic doesn't know. I think Vic doesn't know either what they're going to be until they come out. I can't remember if, if they know or not. But, and then they improvise an interview and it's And do they have to guess really what fun. they are or something? No, no, no. They, they, they it's revealed to them right after the makeup is done. Right before they walk out the stage on stage Yeah, or whatever. they, they show okay. them. So then they have to go out for the interview. That's and, funny. Yeah, it's really funny. There's another one that Wait, just dropped. Wait, what's it called dropped. again? It's called Very Important People. Okay. On Dropout. Highly recommend. That's my recommendations. But I'm also going to recommend my shows because I'm doing a bunch of shows. I'm going to be at Sketchfest next month in San Francisco if you're in the area. Next month, February of 2024, in case you're listening to this five years from now. Coming up very soon, um, February 2nd, doing two Varietopias at a place called Club Fugazi. Fugazi? Fugazi. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I'm doing... Uh, Spontorco, I think that is the following night, and still tickets left for that. San Francisco, guys. San Francisco. Sketchfest. PaulFTompkins.com slash live has all the ticket links, but uh, come out and see me. And also in- Come up in and see him sometime. February, I'll be back at Lodge Room. Mm-hmm, um, February. Doing, I thought it was March. Show? We got two. We're doing February and March. We're oh, doing a Saturday shit. show in February, which I'm very excited about. 
Um, so come on out and see that. That is going to be... Lodge Room in Los Angeles, guys, in Highland Park neighborhood. High, in Highland, in beautiful Highland Park. The 24th of February, Saturday the 24th of February, and then we'll be back in March for St. Patrick's Day. March 17th, we're doing our St. Patrick's Day show. You know what I just noticed? What's that? Last time I was at Lodge Room for your holiday variatopia. Yes. Mendocino Farms opened right across the street. Uh oh. Sandwich shop. You know, sandwich shop, Mendocino Farms. So and it's you like love, a local. You love Mendocino Farms I in love particular. I love Mendocino Farms. Yeah. Do you remember the first time we went there in the one in West Hollywood? By the Formosa. Yeah. At the, by the Tartopia on. Oh, I was thinking of the one that's near the, uh, I think it's near Trader Joe's in West Hollywood. I've been in that one too. And it's like a cult where no, they're it's so like happy a cult. to be there. Yeah. Hi, it's like how that. are you? It's it, so it's great to see you. Speaking of happy cults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like the source family. They're like so happy. And I'm like, I know. I just like, okay, I'll get some <laughs> of these chips. <laughs> All right, guys. This is our uh, January 2024. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all the people that subscribe to the Substack. We got more content coming your way. Yep. We might move the paywall to a more agnostic little spot, but I don't think it's going to disrupt anybody's, you know, feathers. No, yeah, we sent out a little poll. We asked people if, if they would be, what would they would think about that. It's trending toward like, yeah, do what y'all need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we're, we're, we would do it in a way that's not going to be a pain in the ass yeah, if you're Yeah, I think there subscribing. might be like one click. Just one click? If you pay. This is just the paywall stuff. We're trying to disentangle our business relationship. Yes, we got to disentangle it. Just the business side, not the not the site itself, not the freebies, like where we're writing essays or updates or sending out announcements. Like, yeah. we can still do that through the subset. Yeah, the weekend water substack. Yeah, yeah, it's all gonna be figured so out. So make sure you sign up over there because then we will alert the media. Yes. <laughs> and you won't throw up in your mouth a little. All right, so, we'll be back until then next month. Until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay sane, and stay strong, strong. bitch, bitch I'm, I'm a cuckoo. cuckoo. How'd you know it was going to do that?